Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. It's so funny, before we got started here, we talked a little bit off air, and it goes back to a song, and I heard it again, and it says everything. Song by David Bowie came out in the 70s, and it's called Changes, Turn and Face the Strange. And it's what we're talking about today. I heard it this morning. It's almost like Universe said, hey, all right, I'm aligning. This is what we should be doing with Lisa. We're going to talk about change and how we need to embrace it, how it can be holding us back. And she is the owner of Healthy Mindful Self. She created that. And she's also somebody that helps people with chronic illnesses navigate their medication. But, you know, with that also comes a positive mindset. And she's back with all of that. Dr. Lisa Nesneski joins us. Lisa, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing just fine. How about you, Steve? Doing well, doing well. Um, been through a lot of changes over the last couple of years. I get it. Not easy. <laughs> Many of us don't easily embrace the change. And I found that once you start embracing it, it's easy for the other things to come along. It's almost like you get in the the mode of expecting change where it doesn't affect you as much. Have you experienced that in your life? I think you muted. <laughs> there we go. I did. I did mute. I'm the dogs are acting up. I think I'm going to have to put my dog out real quick. You know, I can't even hear him. So, I mean, if I'm all good with that, I was going to bring my dog, but uh, he's not good with carpeting and I have carpeting here, but uh, I want to remind everybody Lisa has this fabulous book. It's called Seven Mindful Questions. And that's where we're kind of digging in today. And I believe this is number six out of number seven. Um, it is. Okay. All right. And before we go there, we're talking about change and how if you feel, if you've been through some changes, significant ones, it gets easier as you move along to get out of that mode of being afraid of the change. Well, I, I would, I'm going to say I disagree. Uh, okay. From the point of view that sometimes it takes quite a while for you to really appreciate that you're making a mistake, that this is something that needs to change. It might just be something that you're so grooved in and the amount of effort to make that change is tremendous. Now, once you get started, I do believe that there is some inertia that keeps things rolling. Okay. All that, right. that I would agree with that. But it, sometimes you make a mistake four or five times. Be aware that you're making a mistake while you're doing it, and you still do it anyway. But hmm. once you have that awareness and you're actively trying to change that behavior, it it does get a little easier. So, you know. I guess for clarity then, when I say you've been through a big change and then other changes come up, they're not related to the first change, let's call it that. Right. And not necessarily that you are making mistakes by not changing. It's that when these things come up after the first big change that kind of shook things up in your life, that it just becomes easier to, to deal with things that happen on a dime. Like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Whereby, let's say if you went back five years ago, you might not be used to making that quick pivot where it's now like, all right, well, I'm going to have to go that way and that'll be fine. I'll, I'll get through it. It'll be all right. Uh, you just, I guess it's where I'm going with this is you get more acclimated to a difference in your life where it doesn't uproot you. And, and take you it by do, surprise. But I also think it, it the process of going through that big upheaval change 
shift your perspective on making change as well. Yes. So yeah. that it's not as scary. It's yes. not as uh, emotionally gut-wrenching as the first time that you go through it. It becomes like this is part of life. You begin to accept that, that you know, uh, all things change, like relationships change, even though you may have been married a very long time, you know, it will end whether it would be death of the partner or divorce or whatever, you know, things will end. So it's coming to the self-realization that it's not fatal. Mm. You're going to be able to get through it. And so it's, it, you start to begin, start to begin, that's redundant. You, you begin looking at your emotional weather and how you're mm. feeling as you're going through that change and, you know, sometimes you don't know what, what's the next step. You really don't. But I've learned a technique through HeartMath, which is a company. Uh, it's called Heart-Centered Breathing. I don't know if we've had a conversation about it. But I'm finding it very useful in terms of change um, and transformation. The, the first step is you breathe into your heart. You do that for a minute or two. And what that does is, you know, normally when we're saying take, take three deep breaths, we're talking about uh, breathing into our lungs and expanding our lungs and letting it in, uh, inflate mm -hmm. and, and your belly sort of, you know, moves, moves with that deep belly breathing. But when you're breathing into your heart, you're beginning to feel the emotions that live there. And as you do that, you begin to relax into your heart space with each breath. And the second part of the heart-centered breathing is that you bring to mind something that just makes you really happy. And typically it's a person like, you know, a granddaughter would, would in my case, okay, uh, could be a grandparent, could be someone that you just cherish that, you know, bringing them to mind will just nurture that heart space, make it nice and full. So that's the first two parts of the heart math that that and that is the traditional way that they teach it but i'm finding that if i'm sitting with an issue that i know i need to change it but i'm not exactly sure what way to go i'll just ask my heart after i've done the first two you know i've you know, breathe into your heart bring the person to mind and then bring the question into the heart and see which way and have a conversation with my heart like, hmm. what do you think? What's going to make you happy in this situation? What can I do to help you? And it's it's really phenomenally easy and powerful. So, you know, question number six is what can I do better? And and you start to think about those things where you, you want to make those changes and how to do it better. Sometimes you just don't have an answer, but you do have an answer inside in your heart. So... Well, we've all said that. We've said that a number of times where the answer is in. You just got to listen to it. You got everything there going on, but there's things that get in the way. Um, and sometimes it's not easy to peel the layers back to get to the core of what you really need to give you the answer. Um, so yeah, if you've, you know, there was a song also that came out, Listen to Your Heart by Roxette. <laughs> came out in the 90s. I think it was from the movie... Ooh, pretty woman, maybe. And it's a listen to your heart mm -hmm. is what it's called. Yeah, it was a big hit, like a top top five song. 
Um, but yeah, sometimes we don't because there's other stuff in the way. Yes, exactly. And, and knowing that you can access that feeling in your heart at any given point in time. So, you know, it, it's a rather simple exercise, as I said, but, you know, it, it really takes the, the previous question, which is, you know, well, let me, let me think, let me think how to rephrase this. So what should I be doing? And then we're choosing, choosing is question five. When you begin to choose question five, we're, we're asking what is, what is absolutely essential in your life? So when you're making choices, but then there are things that you know, you can do, you've made a choice, you've picked a direction, like, you're not really sure why your relationships aren't working out. And you seem to pick the same kind of guy and the same kind of guy in the same situations play out over and over and over. So you realize that maybe that choice wasn't the best, but you want a better relationship. So that's your choice. And then when you move into the better question, what can I do better about it? You begin to listen to your heart and you can ask, why do I pick the same kind of person? What is it that attracts me to these folks that, you know, it it really isn't to my benefit to work in a relationship with someone that is like that. So, and as you're listening to your heart, it might, it's really quite revelatory. You begin to see things in a completely different way. You start to see, oh yeah, I can see where these patterns that were happening, these situations that kept I'm finding yourself in these same kinds of situations is because there was a lesson in there for you Mm. and you didn't quite yet learn that lesson. And when you get to the lesson point, that's when you're able to really make that lasting change. So going through it sequentially and slowly, very non-judgmentally too, because we can certainly beat ourselves up for making choices in our life, uh, making mistakes uh, that, that really, you know, we're just not learning from them. You know, why do I do this? (laughs) We could be our own worst enemy, you know, like, I can't believe I did this again. Why am I here? You know, that's not as helpful as, okay, I see it. I see it very clearly. Mm -hmm. I can't unsee it. And now it's time to make a course correction. Yeah. To say to yourself, (laughs) that's why I did that. Now it's coming clearer. Lisa, would you say that listening to your heart is somewhat similar to what we say, listen to your gut feeling. Well, the gut and the brain, they say oftentimes that your gut is your second brain. Mm. That Well, when it, they, okay. Okay. But you know, figuratively and then literally, literally, yes, that's what they say. Like it's got to, it communicates up here, maybe more with stomach issues, uh, you know, stress, emotions and like that. When they say, listen to your gut, I get it as your intuition. Maybe it's you, right. get, you get that feeling down there centered around your gut area. Uh, but is that is that somewhat connected to when you when you say listen to your heart? So I'm going to talk in terms of the chakras that we're we're talking about. The okay. solar plexus is the gut. So the solar plexus is your power center in your body, and the heart is the connection between your three lower chakras that are all about the earth being in this world and being, you know, who you are in this world, your three upper centers uh, include your throat, your third eye and your crown chakra. Those 
are the communication between yeah. uh, you and spirit. So the heart is the gateway between being here on this earth and this planet and, and the spiritual. So it connects. So it, in my mind, it's, it's a gateway. So your, your gut is trying to tell you something, but your heart is listening even to your higher dimensions. You know, your soul is speaking to you through your heart. Hmm. So they, they go together, they work together, but they're actually, uh, in my mind, two different uh, okay. sensations. Hmm. Yeah. So I guess uh, part of the challenge is isolating the two, being able to listen to this and listen to, you know, gut. Integrating the two. Hmm. Okay. Rather than isolating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like realizing that you have these two tools along with a bunch of others and being able to you work with them together. <laughs> First thing that just popped in my head, like a knife and a fork. <laughs> You're eating, you know, so you can eat. You can't just do it with a knife. You can, but it's not really going to work. Same thing with the fork, but making them work together. Yes, exactly. Mm. Exactly. So yes, pay attention to gut feelings. Absolutely pay attention to gut feelings. But then also your heart is the center where you can ask for advice. Hmm. See, I've often asked the gut for advice or ask universe. Give me the answer. What do you got for me? Give it to me, please. I appreciate it. I thank you once you do get it. Um, is that like listening to your heart? It is. Okay. It is. Um, so when you're asking for advice, what kind of answers are you getting, Steve? Are you getting signs? Are you getting something like sometimes I'll ask for advice and I'll say, hit me over the head with it. Literally, you know, tell me because I don't want to miss this. Show me something that will be so obvious that I won't miss it. So sometimes it'll be a visual kind of thing, but other times I'll just get a, a sensation in my heart. Like, have you ever walked into a room where people were having an argument and it just feels really uncomfortable? You sense, you know, no words may be exchanged at the moment. They might have shut it down, but you know, there was tension in that room. Yeah. So that kind of feeling is coming from your heart, in my opinion. Mm. And great question about asking for insight. I get them in signs, like okay. something. Um, I don't do it often. I just It's almost like three wishes in the genie bottle. Like, I don't know overdo yeah, yeah. it. But when you really need it now, um, and there was one time in the last couple of weeks, I needed an answer. And I knew the answer was there. I need it now. Universe, anything, whoever, please. Um, got to my office phone rang 30 minutes later after I did this, I was driving and I got the answer and it was, Oh, that's what that was. Oh, okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. Now we have clarity. Um, yes, I, I get yes. them in signs. I get them in signs. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if a phone call so is a sign, I don't know, you know, but that was the answer. Of course it is. Okay. It, it gave you the answer that you were seeking. So you, you had, uh, set a very clear intention that I need some help and that I need an answer that's very clear to this particular problem. Yeah. So th that's the, the quintessential definition of how to set an intention is be very clear mm. and you were open to whatever outcome came. 
I didn't look at it that way as setting an intention. I just got to the point where it was like, I, I, I need, I need something here. I got to that point. Sure. Um, and you know, call it something within, I knew there was an answer and I don't know if I shared this with you previously, but as I was asking for that answer, the song, I don't know why I center on songs, but let it be by the Beatles dropped in my head. And I'm, as I'm driving, I'm like, there will be an answer. Let it be. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. And interestingly, or maybe not Paul McCartney references at the beginning of the song, mother Mary came to me yes. in my time of trouble, yes. whatever. Um, my mom's name was Rosemary. Okay. And when I need a sign, I ask the universe and I ask her. So I don't know if you know, she's the conduit, but you know, she passed four years ago. Um, I get it. I get the signs, you know, and I've since taken the words of let it be and it's up on my wall now because it, it was like, yeah, there will be an answer and whatever right. the answer is, let it be. That's yeah. right. And, and so you're, what you're saying is that you're not meddling with it. You're not like, maybe I wish it would be this, or I wish it would be that. No, you can't know, change it. Like whatever it is. Can't change it. Open. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Just, I need it. I need the answer, whatever you got, right. you know, I, I got, I'm accepting. And I was, I, I didn't have any preconceived notions of whatever. Well, oh, it could be this could be, that. I had no idea. Um, it surprised me, but then part of me wasn't surprised. So, uh, but it was the answer for this situation to give clarity. What do you get when, when you ask universe sign, is it symbols? I what do you got? I will ask for signs. Um, I, I'll ask it for for it to be repeated at least twice, so I actually hmm. get it. Wow! All right, interesting. Um, I never thought yeah. of doing. Never thought of doing that again. I'm like, I'm. Yeah. I don't want to overdo it. Um, but if you're gonna get it, you should get it. Um, and then I always always say thank you. Always give gratitude. Yes. Yes, gratitude. Exactly. I can see that you you were very grateful for that answer because you even took the song words and put them on a poster. So yes, that that to remind you that when you ask, seek and you shall find, ask and you shall receive. Yeah. You know the the it will come. It will come. You know you have the the faith in it. You have the yeah. faith in it. You know that that the universe supports you. You just yes. got, and sometimes you might not see the sign right away. It might be. In, That's it, my point in saying, ask for two. <laughs> <clears throat> could be in your face, but you're expecting this. You got this and that's what it is. So maybe you didn't see it, but all right, good point. Ask for, <laughs> ask for two signs or validation there, of it. There, there was a day when, um, this was a long time ago. I'm going to say in the nineties where uh, at first, I saw a pharmacy balance, which is uh, a, a weights and a system of weights and measures that we do to measure out uh, dry dry ingredients. So I see this, and then I see the um, symbol for uh, the the justice, you know, the blind justice, and she's holding the scale. Okay, mm -hmm. that was the second time. The third time uh, was something like a teeter-totter, something very visually that, that, and, and the message was your life's out of balance. Hmm. I kept seeing balances. Oh, when my, my um, mother-in-law was diagnosed with cancer, I started buying clock because their last name was shot and shot were clockmakers. So I started buying clock 
And all of a sudden it hit me. I'm buying time. Ha, boy. Yeah. So um, sometimes it will come to you after, you know, you're doing something and it's sort of like, why would I go on eBay looking for shots clocks? I've been a shots at this point for 30 years, you know, who cares about the shots clocks? But, you know, my mm. beloved mother-in-law was ill and I started buying these clocks. Wow. Well, good for you to interpret what that was. And same thing on the scale side. It was something from your pharmaceutical background that you could relate to. Yes. So yes. You know, if I saw that, I wouldn't get it. <laughs> but it's something that was you're connected to. But uh, bravo for you for seeing the sign, understanding right. what, what the connection might be. Right, right. And and I started into mindfulness meditation because in meditation, I kept getting a message. You need to, to teach this. You need to teach this. Mm. And you know, the, the, the hindsight of four years later, uh, looking at that episode, I realized that had they not presented to me as a way to teach, which is one of my own curse, personal core mission, I would not have done it. Mm. And so I was, they were giving me the message to learn this for myself, but they were speaking to me in a language that I understood. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> uh, again, you are open to receiving it and understanding it. And I'm sure the answers come for most of us, but we're, yeah. we're not in that mode and we need to yeah. get in that mode or let's call it the mode of mindfulness. Uh, highly recommend seven mindful questions. There you go. I mean, <laughs> there it is. If you wonder, how do I do that? Mm, there's, you know, there, there's, there's your tip sure. off. Um, I know that your book and details are available on your website. And that is your name, right? Dr. Lisa Nesneski? That's right. www.lisa, L-I-S-A, N-E-Z, N-E-S-K-I.com. They're also available on Amazon. And look for the big gold seven. Yeah, because it's golden. <laughs> Once you figure it out. Uh, yes. Always great talking with you. And uh, just, you know, I guess everybody look for the sign. They're there. You know, yeah, ask and you shall are. receive. I know it's a cliche, but you'll, you'll get it, but will you get it? That's the, that's the question you need. You need right. to be able to get it. Um, exactly. Ask for two. Ask for two. Thank you. <laughs> and if somebody wants to, uh, to learn better to how to do that, navigate their life, or if on the pharmaceutical side, dealing with any kind of chronic illness, or maybe a loved one is friend, and you got questions about medication, you are the go-to person, Lisa, for all of that. Thank you so much. And uh, looking forward oh, yeah. to next time we talk. Thank you. All right. This was great. Thank you. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. For nearly 2,000 severely injured veterans, everyday life has become filled with barriers. Day-to-day -day simple tasks can become pretty daunting. I have to carry my chair up two flights of steps or have somebody do it for me. What scares me the most is just the falling. When I'm struggling with my house, I think, you know, to have that one great barrier just knocked down, I mean, it's, it's crucial. Home for Our Troops is a wonderful nonprofit that builds a mortgage-free, fully adaptive, handicap-accessible house, and there's no catch. It'll be our very first home that we've ever owned. This is a game changer. This is where your life begins again. 
We need you to join us in completing this important mission. Please visit hfotusa.org and help build homes and rebuild lives. Because of you, everything's going to be okay.